Hey y'all, I'm Heather with Mother's Tea. And I'm Bree. We're here to sip some tea. Oh, all right. <laughs> we have a guest with us today, Taylor Sandoval. Hey. Taylor is one of my, um, actually she's my first legit uh, McLean Mindset client. And so she's just going to kind of talk us through her birth story and journey with her first baby. Yeah, my little Parker. Sweet boy. How old is Parker? Parker is three months, I guess, if you want to go by months, but like weeks, 16 weeks. And I don't, I always go by months. I know that's so hard. I, I mean, my youngest is six years and I'm still like 72 months old. Okay. Well, he's the baby. And so, but Bree, who used to make so much fun of that, now that she is a 13 month old baby, understands. I would go with months. Yeah. yeah. With that. Especially uh, like once they reach 12 weeks, I feel like then we're on to months. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm doing it. Yeah. So three months. And I was saying when, so people ask me currently, I have a one year old. And so they're like, oh, how old's your baby? How old's your baby? And I was saying a year, but I don't, a year's too old. I'm not ready for that. Yeah. So now I'm like 13 months, like this one, 72 months. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 13 months. If I could count that high, I would do the other. Keep it up. So, um, Taylor has a pretty cool birth story and pregnancy journey to kind of talk on, but you want to kind of talk us through a little bit of it? Sure. So, Adam and I got married in 2020, and we started trying right away. And after about a year and a half, we kind of realized that we weren't getting anywhere, that we weren't, I mean, no miscarriages, no pregnancy, no false pregnancy. Like, there was nothing so that's when we started seeking a fertility doctor okay yeah um we did an IUI and that was unsuccessful so then when we went and did the IVF and y'all, y'all did, traveled correct that's what I was gonna say did yes. y'all do it locally or you traveled yeah so we traveled to Dallas IVF which was actually in I think McKinney I should know that because we were there once a week sometimes twice a week that was the hardest part was the traveling for sure well, I could see where that would be like a really happy place that you're going, but also not a happy place. Like probably an annoyance. Like it's a great resource and you need them. You had to have them, but also yeah, annoying like, that you had to go and had to have them. So they had McDonald's beside it. And I was like, well, I'm just going to spoil myself every time I go to yeah, kind of give a myself treat, a little yeah. treat at the end. So <laughs> it made it a little easier, but it was hard. Some trips were very hard and some trips were fun. Like I just, yeah. it was a road trip with my husband. It, it I bet that was. Yeah. Could was be. it um, hard for y'all to get on the same page for IVF, or were y'all both, like, ready? We were both very ready. Yeah. I think we were born ready. So, we probably could have started, like, the day one if we would have known that it was going to take oh, that to get I there. love that. Yeah. What do you feel like were the most um, emotions that stood out during the IVF process that you would maybe pre-warn somebody about or help somebody relate with that could be going through or thinking about going through the IVF process? So it was an emotional roller coaster. I think the biggest thing is like every month you kind of grieve at the fact that you're not pregnant. Mm -hmm. So that was hard. You're going to IVF, you're actively trying, but you're also grieving each month that it's not happening. That and the fact that it took eight months from the first call to the doctor of the IVF to the actual implant date, it took eight months. So it just to be reminded, it's not a sprint. It's it's a 
quite a bit of a marathon for sure because yeah, that's a that's a long time yeah. i mean that's almost an entire pregnancy that's what i was gonna say it's almost your just to get in and gosh so just were you surprised by that yes and even looking back i'm still surprised by that now i had a doctor that wanted perfection so we probably could have done it in six months but that's still a long time yeah it's that type of year yeah. did they prepare you for the length of time whenever you went to the at the first visit she did she did good she did she asked me what type of personality i was and i said i like to have control over everything mm-hmm. and so she was she was very honest that i was not going to have control over anything <laughs> and that it was a long process <laughs> Jeez. It's my favorite thing, having control, and I had none during my pregnancy. It's like a hurry up and wait. Yes. Literally. Yeah. I mean, you don't, even at the end, I still had no control, and it's like, we're going to do this, this, and this. No, you're not. Yeah. (laughs) You think you are, and that's fine. Keep that plan. Stick with it, but that's not happening. That's not happening. Um, So, you were pregnant. Yeah. What was, was that like a scared to get excited? So, like, the day of the, like, the transfer date? It was like eight months of trying and then the transfer date. And then we were just like at Chick-fil-A eating like, oh, I, I hope we get pregnant. Now, the thing I wanted to say was the two-week wait is the hardest thing ever. Oh, I cannot And imagine. it's something that no one talks about, but it's the hardest two weeks of your life. And it's just So, like, two weeks, you, you know, you do the transfer. Yeah. And then you have to wait two weeks to take a test to make sure that everything yes, you sustains. Have to wait 14 I'd, be wanting, days. I'd be wanting to take a test every day. Yeah. So, that's a hard part because the whole time... The IVF, I'm just like bulldozing through it. But the two-week wait is just like giving it to God and not feeling good enough. And always wondering mm. like, God, is there something wrong with me? Yeah. Like, did I do everything I possibly could have done? So many questions. So terrifying. So many self-doubts. And then the, the what if. What if in two weeks it's not. What if we just spent take. all of that money, did all of oh, those man. trips, and it didn't take. And, and that happens. It does happen. Do you feel like you felt God's presence throughout your whole journey? Adam and I got so much closer, and we got so much closer to God. So much closer. I mean, I would cry every church service. Because you just felt, Mm -hmm. I love that. I felt so much comfort with him Mm -hmm. through that time. But, yeah, we definitely got closer. God and I did. Adam and I did. Adam and I prayed together constantly before each shot. We would take shots at a concert in a stall. I mean, anywhere, everywhere, yeah. we were taking shots in the butt, and we would pray together at the at each shot. Like God, I pray if this is meant to be that you're making the shot go in at exactly the right time at exactly the right oh, place. Oh man, that gives me chills yeah. because that is just even you see the pictures with all the shots around the babies. It's like you don't think about the events and the times and what's going on because life is still happening and so to make it accommodate to what you're doing and be wherever you are that that's a lot yeah yeah but then we did get pregnant so that was that was all worth it it probably would have been worth it either way but it was way more worth it with being pregnant with being successful (laughs) did you take like a home pregnancy test or you had to go back up there you just took it at home i just took one at five o'clock in the morning one day it just felt right i don't i think i took it two days too soon and i just i had this whole plan like Two years earlier, I had bought a box that said, we're pregnant, like, right when we started trying. Oh, but yeah. I didn't do any of that. I jumped on the bed, and I said, Adam, wake up, we're pregnant. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. I just gosh. started crying. Oh, that's the best. No, that's the, the best. best. Yeah. And that's the best way to tell. Like, that was just your raw emotion. Yes. That is so awesome. Yeah. It's, it's a weird feeling, too. They say, like, when you're pregnant, they're like, oh, yeah, you'll know when you're pregnant. And you're like, no, you don't. And looking back for me, when I found out I was pregnant, I knew, like, it just, something was off, and I was like, 
I gotta be pregnant. Like this is insane. So I'm sure when you were like, oh no, I'm getting up and taking it. Yeah. Like I know this is this is it here. It's happening. Yes. Waited yeah. waited until that day, and then I was like, I've got to do it. So. So then you're pregnant mm-hmm. and transition your doctor to here all the time, and so build that relationship with your OB. How did you did you feel like a roller coaster the whole pregnancy? Like this isn't real. Yeah, there was a lot of anxiety around still not feeling good enough. Uh-huh. Still feeling like I played God, like I cheated God, like um, I put too much into medicine. And I just had to pray about it all the time. And God just had to keep reassuring me, like, I put these doctors here for a reason. And I'm with you through the pregnancy just like I was with you through IVF. So. He um, gives us the desires. And yes. we have to go with with the desires that he gives us in the best way that we can with the resources 100%. And that's probably something that people don't talk about is the you feel like a failure, you feel jaded, or like you kind of are like, well, you know, I shouldn't have done it this way. I should have done it naturally or yeah. I should have, you know, people probably don't mention that often. Yeah, like I didn't feel like a woman. Yeah. I didn't feel like like I, I was naturally supposed to be a mom. I felt yeah. like I was controlling it too much, but it was our desire and God put it. Put yeah, that desire for it, sure. it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of anxiety, a lot of praying about it. Um, yeah. And then let's talk about Mr. Parker and his um, precious self and how he <laughs> wanted to come into this world and how you envisioned him coming yes. into this world. Yeah, that's a joke. Like let's like, laugh. Let's about yes. How we thought it was going to be versus what it was. So I went to Heather and the first day I had coffee with her, I was like okay, I want it to be natural, and that's how I want it, and there's no other way around it. My mom had me naturally, and that's all I was raised with, so that's what's going to happen. I was like, that's okay. If you want natural, we can totally do that, but if you go in saying it has to be X, Y, Z, odds are against you, and it won't, so let's find a way to go about both. Yes, so she prepared me for both this whole time that I was talking to her. Um, Parker was breech. And I was going to the chiropractor to get him flipped because I was so, I was willing to do anything to have that natural birth. But at the same time, Heather was like, well, let's plan for a C-section just in just case. Just in case. Um, I mean, we tried, I mean, she tried everything, but I tried to show her some moves at 8th Street Coffee House, how to flip <laughs> herself on a couch. And I don't know, I may have tooted. I can't really oh, remember. I think, I, think I did. She was cause... like a sprawled out on the couch, like showing her position. I'm sure they thought circus over I had one Avenue leg on the back right of the couch. The, like it was, you know, um, <laughs> Lamaze class live. Yes. <laughs> they were like, can we join in this class or is it just a private session? Shut the door. Yeah. I'm just envisioning this, and I'm it like, was. I'm not. Taylor texted after and was like, I'm literally picturing you right now at 8th Street. I'm like, I did it. Didn't I? I didn't even think about it. I just hopped in. Honey, and she will anywhere. That leg hikes. But we just knew he was going to turn, and he did it. So she went to her last appointment before uh, having her scheduled C-section after multiple talks of, of all the things with her doctor. Very, very open with her doctor. And, and he flipped. He flipped, and then the doctor said, um, what was You that? were having some blood pressure issues. Yeah. Yeah, and so your blood pressure was kind of up, but not really. Kind of had a headache, but not really, yeah. and just kind of felt like it was maybe a little anxiety-driven, but also at this point, it had kind of happened too many times in the last couple weeks, I think. That's right. It's kind of a blur, honestly, so I'm glad that you could yeah. bring that back. Yeah. And so he said, can you go to the hospital in 30 minutes? And I'm just one of those people that says okay to no matter what. And there I was 30 minutes later in the hospital. 
And so we try and whip up a little birth plan real quick that I had already sent to her that wasn't going through. So it was very crazy and frustrating. But, um, and that was a lot of anxiety. Oh, yeah. That was a rush thing. When you, in my mind, when or my opinion, when you think that you're going to a scheduled something and you go to this appointment that you've already been to and you've already mentally prepared yourself and then you're like, wait, what? I get to labor and this is going to happen? Um, and I went into it saying he's not ready. He's not ready to come out. And I couldn't, I could not fight against what I was thinking. Yeah. But he wasn't, or my body wasn't. I think I kind of scared myself. I'm not sure. And three days later, I had to have a C-section anyways. An emergency C-section after not sleeping for, I think, 60 hours. Yeah. It was just a lot. Yeah. It was it was a whole lot. And, um, you know, you said the staff was all great, but there was a yes. lot of different personalities. Yes. And that was very hard to adjust to. You had said with, you know, every 12 hours... Yeah. Adjusting to a whole new personality. Yeah. And the weekend shifts are a little bit more relaxed. So they wouldn't check my blood pressure all the time. And I thought, well, why not? That's the whole reason I'm here. And then the night shift was very on top of it and checked my blood pressure every 10 minutes. And I was like, hold on, that's too much. I need to sleep. It was. And so was that was hard when they're not on the same page. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I mean, there's no right or wrong way no. with that because there's rationale and why behind both of those. Yep. But it's also like, can I get some consistency? Yeah, just a little. And I'm sure it's all a blur, but it's like in a perfect world, can we just get one labor and delivery nurse, one nursery nurse, and one postpartum nurse for the entire length of the stay? Because the way my controlling issues are set up, I need one person that yes. gets me. Yes, I Because I would love to just have one version of Bree as a friend, and I don't really get that. That's why I said in a perfect world. I mean, one side of your hair is smoothed down, and the other side is about as flipped out as a blowout from prep and blow that you've never been able to afford. (laughs) I could never afford. But that was my thing, too. It's like, man, you got, there's 8,000 people in there, and you think, like, you know, you're a one track mind, and so are they. And like Heather said, everything's very guided, and it has a reason behind why, but you don't see that because you're in the middle of all of it currently happening to you and you're feeling so vulnerable and so much at the will of everyone there Mm -hmm. but you're also like but it's my body and my Mm -hmm. baby and where's my choice in this yes I felt like I did not have any choice and looking back I didn't but what he did was for the best it was I think at one point Taylor had texted me and said hey um one of the nurses mentioned that I might get to go home or she's going to ask him because my blood pressures and I was like um I don't think that he's going to let... And it's, you know, like I said, you always... Same way. I had the same, like, I'm going to be controlling. I'm going to have a plan. I'm going to this and that. And no. No, it it just... It's not your plan. You're there and God's there and he's got you. And he's going to get you through it. But... uh, And I think that was a theme through IVF and through pregnancy is, okay... I don't have control over it. I think I'm playing God, but God's laughing at me mm-hmm. because God still has control over it all. He's still the one that's going to, he's still the one that's going to do what's best for my life. He's got that <laughs> final say at the end of it. Yes. You know, this is what's going to happen. Like, yes. you're cute and that's fun yeah, and fresh. Yeah, you're, you're funny. <laughs> this is my family. Well, also, why do you have to make us so controlling at the same time? Yeah. Yes. Can you please take this so, control away? Um, how do you feel like you coped with, um, maybe the disappointment or 
the change in the birth that you had envisioned, um, especially when you went from like, okay, you finally came to peace with a scheduled C-section. And then you go and it's back to a labor. And then you labor for 60 hours and then it's back to a C-section. And yeah. it's like, why couldn't I have just done this from the beginning? Like, how yeah. did you cope with that? So I'm a girl with a glass half full, uh-huh. but I haven't coped with that. That's okay. <laughs> I don't have an answer for that. I, it was a... It was a delivery that I never want to live through again, and it's just going to take some time to cope with that. But you do feel like you have annoyance with it or sadness, not just... Not because of the C-section, but because I wasn't present because I hadn't slept for 60 hours, and I was medicated, and I was bottomed out, and they had to use, what is that called, D6 or something to bring my blood pressure? D5. D5, right, right in the middle of him getting yanked out, and I had an oxygen mask on, and... It so just, it just I, felt robbed a I, little bit. What, yeah. Yes, it felt completely robbed. I was not present for him. Yeah. yeah. The That's movies. a good way to put about it. I mean, Brie had the same situation where she yeah. labored for hours and hours, probably three. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. And it had to have a 22. C-section. And I felt like I was literally talking her off of a ledge for a few months after she had the baby that she didn't fail, that she oh, had still, a C-section. I still struggle it, with being a failure but as a But finally it clicked that it was, that was my story with Augie. Yep. And if it would have happened. story with Parker. I mean, now a year in, if it would have happened any other way, like I wouldn't have wanted it to happen any other way. And there's still days where I think and I'm like, if I would have just done this or spoke up or this or that, yes. or if I would have... But, I mean, Heather was literally my doula and my husband, and they did not leave my side the entirety of me laboring anything she might have left for 30 minutes. I think it was like two hours. Yeah, but I mean, it, it was... literally, but even in the C-section room, I was like, I'm having a section. I kind of fell off the face of the earth for a second, had a meltdown <laughs> with everybody in there, and then I was like, whatever, she's coming with me. I was willing to sacrifice my husband. I was like, you better be in the hallway peeking through that window because she's leaving my side. If we're doing this, we're doing it together. We're, she's getting cut too. Yeah. Later, oh. I'm going to cut her. Okay. Tough but like, so I get it. I mean, like, you know, you, it, it is. You do feel like that, you know, where it's just kind of like, did I, do, did I do it right? Was I present? And same, I don't yeah. feel like I was present. But yeah, I, more has come back to me now a year later than in the first six months. Because yeah. I'm like, God, I don't remember that. Let me call Heather because she has a Rolodex of a memory. And she <laughs> remembered everything. And I'm like, it did happen like that. It was just a blur. Yeah. So then um, ten, not even two hours later, I noticed that he wasn't breathing correctly and he went to the NICU. Mm. And so even even that whirlwind, it was just like it was one thing after another. It was. Yeah. It really was one thing after another. I mean, you're not imagining that. That wasn't your emotions, your hormones. You literally had one thing after another yes you truly did what advice would you give to other moms women that possibly going through the same situation i would just say just leave it to god just lose the control leave it to god Mm -hmm. Uh, plan as much as heather can let you plan (laughs) and then put the rest to god and just go with it go with the flow go with the flow and it's all meant to happen for a reason. And I know that sounds so corny, but that's just how I feel. But it's true. It's the true. more that we fight it and make it, we are truly making it so much harder. Yes. For no reason. Because it's going to happen, you know? Yeah. And another advice to mothers is like sleep <laughs> before the baby. Yeah. I know you hear that, but like in the hospital, just, just try to sleep. And I couldn't. Rest when you have the help. <laughs> yes. That's yeah. very it's true. It's not easy when you're alone. Yep. 
What um, aspects of your journey are you most grateful for, despite the challenges that you have faced? Kylie put it best. Kylie is no longer Kylie Dillard. Kylie Gillum. Gillum. Yes. She said, you're a badass now. Like, you're officially in the badass club. And that's the thing is you find your strength and you find what you can handle and you just become a badass. You do. And I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to look back and be like, I don't care how it happened. Like, I came out stronger that's on the exactly other side. exactly right. Yep. Did you ever think that you'd be able to juggle as much as you do? No. I no. never thought that. And you but, do. And that's what moms do. And we are good at it. That's why I swear, like, a stay-at-home mom is probably one of the best people that you could ever hire on definitely because task oriented conflict resolver was was manina resolver time management <laughs> i thought we switched this over to like management <laughs> i had a glitch language. i had a glitch it's a glitch in the system well i like it um yeah that's really cool also um i had something and I just it's just blank. insane to think that like you're a mom, you know, not insane to think that you're a mom, but it's like everything that you did before was like child's play. And right. You're like I'm a full-time mom. I'm a full-time wife. I work full-time. And like, no, two years ago, I wouldn't be able to do half the stuff I'm doing now. And you don't have a choice. It's just kind of like your kid needs you. Yes. So we're going to make it happen. Yeah. So like those two weeks when we were recovering from the C-section and you had to jump out of bed because you, uh, baby was, was crying. crying. Baby needed to be fed. You just did it. Yeah, and I look back because that was some of the worst pain for a while post-op when I was home. And I'm like, I mean, I remember holding on to my wall in my bedroom and just bawling. Like, I'm not going to get through this. I can't. I'm so so much pain. And now I can't even remember the pain. I can remember the, like, Mm -hmm. feeling defeated, needing help, didn't want to get up. Like, I was just gone. But, like, now I'm like, I would do it ten times over. Uh, I don't know what that pain feels like. So now looking back, Adam... We talk about IVF. He is hoping that we have the next one natural. But I'm like, I could do IVF again. And he's like, absolutely not. That was the worst stage I've ever seen you in. Like, it <laughs> broke my heart. And I was like, oh. We always picture ourselves so much better. <laughs> it's like, I'm such a morning I person. Was and great. Yeah, you're yeah. like, well, damn, how was I? <laughs> Keep a journal for the next But that is why we can always have a couple more. That's you why it's always forget. like, it's the scariest thing. But at the same time, we wouldn't keep doing it to ourselves right. if we were that awful. Yeah. Um, I had one more question. It's so important. I remembered, and then my friend won't quit talking over here. Who said she wasn't going to talk at all? Oh, I knew someone's oh, going to leave this. Postpartum. So home and postpartum, and what do you think was the biggest struggle, postpartum wise? Just finding a groove was mm-hmm. probably the biggest struggle. Um, grieving the person that I was before Parker and loving the person I was after Parker. Yep. That right The transition there. that's that. happening. And, and I'm glad that you said that because, you know, Taylor has worked with Healing Hands for a few years, but she, like, what, six, eight weeks before she had Parker switch into a new role. Yes. So obviously, she's about to pop, and she's definitely into her job, but clearly distracted as if all of us were, would be. And then is coming back to a job that she's like, okay, I really got to get in the nitty gritty of it, but I'm also a mom and I'm learning all the Pumping things on the side of the road. Yes, and it's like, who, who am I? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who am I? And it's like, you lose yourself for a couple weeks postpartum when you do go back to work, because it's almost like you're just, you're in zombie mode. You got to pump, you got to feed your baby. Yes. You've got to work and be a decent human being at work and then at home. And then for yourself. And you're like, 
you're putting on a lot of masks almost yes. to like just survive survival mode in the trenches of survival yeah. mode. and i feel like you really kind of lose well you lose yourself forever yeah. Yeah. because you're you're never the same as you were and it's like you are trying to work with who you are without accepting that my only identity is a mom because we just mm-hmm. want to just only put everything to them and forget how much we need. And I feel like that usually lasts like a couple years sometimes. And then it's like, okay, I need me. Mm-hmm. I need me to come back. I need to find the new me. I need to find an interest or, you know, just something. And it's like that just is such a, a grieving process. Yes. And a good friend of mine just always reminds me like this stage isn't going to last and, and it doesn't, and you just always have to remember that. And, man, it goes by quick. It, that it season of life where you're like, I cannot get through another night of a crying baby or a waking up or whatever, and now, you know, you're into it, and I'm like, I would give anything just to have one late night where I could hold her in bed and just cuddle because she it's won't. She's just gone no, now. She doesn't. She's just like, I'm sleeping in my crib. I don't yeah. want to be held. Aww. I love you. And it's like, I say that all the time. I said it before we started today. I was like, I just can't even talk about it gone by quick that 13 months and Bree used to make so much fun of me she still breastfed her six-year-old and i I did not if she could she would and i'm like get a grip like you cannot love your kids that much like give them space you need space i need an inhaler like it's all just back up i'm claustrophobic (laughs) i used to say my uterus is twitching i can't believe i'm not gonna have any more kids and it is it's such a but it's an exciting Mm -hmm. time too but it is just i feel like motherhood is full of grieving like Mm -hmm. it's but I just also feel like that's life. Like, we talk about a lot of times, like, no one prepares you for the last time. You know, that you give your kid a bath and they start taking showers. Like, those little things. But it's also like no one prepares you for the last time that you talk to a grandparent that's suffering from Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you lose a family, a close friend or family member. Like, those things are just so hard. And it's like, but also our whole lives, I think that we can all agree that people have said that our whole lives and we choose not to listen. Yes. We choose to roll our eyes at it. We choose to be like, oh, yeah, I know. It goes by fast. But it's like, well, but when are we going to stop and think, like, there's so many advancements, but there's also rationale and realness. Yeah. And you get lost. Why don't we listen to what people are saying? Yeah. Yes. you get. It's so easy to get lost in that hustle and bustle. And then you sit down. Like, every night I sit down and I'm like, man, Augie did this today. Like, now she's walking or, you know, she's holding on to stuff. And I'm like, what happened to my one-month-old or my six-month-old? Yeah. And it's just like, shit. It goes by quick. It does. It's insane. Well, this has been an absolute joy. I have enjoyed it. I'm so thankful that you... Yes. Because these are real and probably very hard emotions to talk through and to, you know, to kind of rehash. It's a lot. So, thank you for helping others and, and giving your tidbits there yeah i could i could talk about it so much because it's so much of who i am now mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. that's a big part I of your story talking about. Yeah. i did i don't know if you know but for a year almost a year i think it was like nine months um i did ivf treatments for a friend and i would get up when i lived over in an apartment and i would get up every morning at five o'clock and drive to her house and give her the injections because her husband was like i'm not i can't do that shit and um she didn't end up i think they ended up stopping treatment i'm not sure why but I did it for like a whole year and I'm like, man, this is insane. She saved like every little vial, the the needles, like everything. Yeah. Adam was just like, uh, treat me like an animal that he was vetting. He was like, all right, stick up your shirt. And he would just stick it <laughs> yeah. in. And I'd be like, oh, well, thanks. Well, there's there's that. That. But at least he was willing to do it because it's <laughs> yeah. not easy and it yeah. I'm sure it gets exhausting. So. Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope everybody has a great day, week, whenever, whatever. Um, 
if there's anybody who is struggling or has questions and would like a little um, more information, please reach out. Um, you can always come to McLean Mindset Facebook, Instagram, and reach out and can connect with Taylor just to help you with anything that you may have questions about. I couldn't have done it without you. Oh, you're so kind. <laughs> Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.